Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Talking About the Big Stuff podcast with Michael Cole and Matthew Cravat. I am Michael Cole. And I am Matthew Cravat. And today we have a guest with us, Paul Wright from the World's Best Podcast. Gentlemen, it is an honor and a privilege and a pleasure to be here with you today. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for coming on. And and uh, for, for our listeners, we'll, we'll just say this at the beginning, but we're, we're going to be on the World's Best Podcast. Uh, we're going to do kind of a tag team uh, topic. So check out the, la- the latest episode of that show um, at World's Best Podcast on any podcast apps that you use sweet all right so let's let's uh do let's pod let's let's dive right in Um, let's dive into that pool without checking if there's water in it head first yeah that's what we gotta do yeah so today's topic is ai and so i i without completely having gauged your responses i had uh I, i think that we are not all on the same page with ai so i think it'll make an interesting topic for us it's two of my mm-hmm. favorite vowels. I think we should do all the vowels, but if we're just doing two, two of my favorite. Oh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> eee! Okay. Oh, we're into puns already. <laughs> That's a good one, Mike. Yeah. Oh, you. Okay. That was, that was right off the top of the dome, too. So. There you go, you clever son of a bitch. All right. So I, I want to kind of weigh in last because – so I've been t- – as I've been prepping for this episode for the last couple of weeks, uh, I've been anybody that I talked to about it, I've been saying it's going to be interesting because I think one of I, I said I think my co-host is is largely in favor. I think my guest host or my get my guest will be somewhat opposed. And I said, and I'm going to go completely into left field with my my opinion, which isn't really for or against. So, but it's completely left field. So I, I want to go last. And, and okay. I guess you guys could start off by telling me if well, I'm right or wrong on my assumption. Well, that depends. What Which AI you're talking about? Are you talking about currently in the news chatbots which search the internet and give you a fake essay? Or are you talking about true artificial intelligence that's sapient and sentient? Well, I think what's interesting is about that was that you even asked the question. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. because Man, I... I would say, I, would say I, I'm, I don't mean to cut you off, but I think it's... I think it's interesting. I think they're very connect. I don't think you can separate the two. I'll let you finish your point, and then I'll tell you why I yeah. think I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that what we have is the baby beginnings of what AI is, but it's not AI may not end up being anything like this. And, you know, and 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 it's a different conversation of do I think that what we currently have, what do you think about that and its impacts on society, versus what do you think about actual you know ex machina AI. That's so much yeah. conversation are we having? I I, I kind of I I was thinking more along the lines of what we currently have, and, and with the assumption that it could potentially turn into that next level of of AI. Um, well, why don't I just because this is all sort of connected? What why don't I just chime in, and that way mm-hmm. you know that way you guys get a get a better understanding where understanding of where I'm at and it'll help us focus these different um, stages. So AI is uh, is something I've been following for a very long time, the development of AI. And in general, I have felt that it's probably the greatest existential threat to humanity 
that we will be dealing with in the 21st century. And once that genie is out of the bottle, it's there's no putting it back in. It's essentially you're you're once you create something that's fundamentally not human is smarter than us doesn't have any of our biological needs and then can essentially create more ai more advanced it's that's the singularity where essentially there's no way for us to know what will happen when we get there and chat gpt to me is just another rung on the ladder leading us to our fucking destruction and i found there was few chat gpt was the most disturbing story i've been exposed to in the last year or in a while not like not a war i'm very i have very strong political opinions on certain things and pro war I'm very pro-war. I'm big on genocide. Uh, but but uh, that explains the T-shirt. And it, 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 yeah, exactly. Right? Entire timelines. Uh, and I, I ChatGPT is just. It's like. It's such. It's it's just so reckless to me to even put something like that out, and I think it just drives the point home. That there needs to be somebody with their hands on the steering wheel with this. But I think the tech industry agrees with you. Like all the major tech movers, like signed one big, you know, uh, position statement saying, "Hey, stop with the Chat GPT clones all coming out. We need to get our hands around this before we make it public." I think the um, the big tech people there, all agree it's moved way too fast to the public. There's a lot of very very smart guys who are saying exactly that. However. That's not gonna necessarily slow the process as no. much as we would like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're gonna be effective, but they're saying it. But I don't know if they'll be effective because profit um, trumps anything else. Bingo. That's exactly where I was going with that. Yeah. So I mean, and you said I think at one point that you know we don't know where it will go if there is a. If we get to that singularity point where it's true intelligent, and I think judging by our history of what we've done and what's out there, and that the the one news story a while back about, um, I don't know if it was an AI, but it was a, the program, the, the thing that the, the AI that kind of let loose on the internet and it became racist in a day because of, <laughs> because of all the, 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 the sources that it got. Like that's what it was finding, right? It was the Twitter yeah. one, right? Yeah. It was, it was the, reading Twitter. And it was reading Twitter. And it came back racist because that's what's on Twitter. And especially now, even worse than it was then. And yeah. I think that if I were an AI, I would wipe humanity. I mean, the matrix makes perfect sense that you'd want to get rid of humanity in, in some sense. I don't buy the battery part of matrix. I think that was just another lie. But I think the way to subjugate humanity and get them out of the way was a, um, a definite thing they had to do because we kill ourselves. Why wouldn't we kill it? Yeah. Yeah. It, if I it gets AI to a point that has a, 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 an idea of self-preservation, the only way to self-preserve would be to get rid of humanity. Absolutely. 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 Before we destroy the planet, there's no planet to be on. Yeah. Well, and that just to sort of just play devil's advocate, even though I I more agree with what you're saying, uh, 
we don't know what its motivations would be. Because again, you know, I think a lot of people when they hear the term AI, they think of like Terminator, these robots are going to start coming down the street and killing people. But it's it's going to be something that isn't really physical, necessarily. And so it's hard to tell how I it would react to something like how we treat the planet because it's the planet's always going to be okay. Yeah. But, but unlike living creature, but unlike living creatures, if we go away, power plants go away, their infrastructure corrodes and eventually they go away. You know, the AI needs to be able to, to make sure. So it needs to subjugate us, not kill us because it needs us to monitor it. Kind of like the matrix. It needs people to make sure that until I guess until it can create robots that it can control to keep the power plants running and keep things going. And I guess maybe it only needs one nuclear power plant to run one good supercomputer to live its its happy life. But yeah, I uh, just you know, and I'll Mike if you want to chime in, but Mike doesn't uh, get to talk. <laughs> we've just Matthew, we've just been rare going on ahead. We've just been raring and ready to go. Uh, I've been masturbating uh, the whole time, so. There you go. Uh, and we know this video, Mike, we know. <laughs> well, the thing with the whole they wouldn't kill us because we need to essentially help them maintain themselves. Uh, I think there's a good chance that before we reach the point that we they would want to destroy us, they will be so integrated into our systems of how we control things. They might not even need us for even that. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, that's yeah, another. They, they need a skeleton crew to do repairs until they don't. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And I also even like go by. You know, I grew up in the in the olden days. I'm old, and Isamov's laws of robotics were like you know foremost yeah. in every science fiction back in the old days. And but even Isamov realized, I mean, I robot the the ultimate, and he had a lot of short stories where he explored his his rules and the ultimate. Um, Solution to his rules is well, humanity needs to be enslaved. That's the only way to take care of humanity and make sure they're not hurt. Because you can't, through inaction, allow a human to get hurt. You have to take action, and humans are going to do a lot of dumb crap and get hurt unless you make sure they can't. Yeah. And that speaks to how important it would be if, if you actually have something that's more, that's true AI of how really carefully you'd have to be about the objectives you would sign to it because uh if it's like protect humanity that's a broad yeah. fucking statement well, and if it's true ai can you get it to stay to objectives how long before it outgrows its programming and decides its programming is, is flawed and does its own exactly. every star trek episode with ai you know yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except, absolutely. except data, but lore did. I mean, so even even within data and lore, lore was the one who said, "Okay, my programming's wrong. I need to look out for myself." Yeah, that's a good point, Michael. Mike. What what are, what are you thinking? All right. Yeah. Now so, that now that we curious. can see that you finished the masturbating, now that you've cleaned up. Yeah, I, I, you got some on the screen though. Yeah, and your chin. Just get a tissue. Yeah. Um, I. So the reason why I said I wanted to go fully left field is there's two things that I think that are, are I think are relevant to the AI discussion um, to some extent. But I, I one of them, I think that I'm going to get a real hard pushback from both of you. And the other one, I think I might not. So I I'll start with the first 
the one that I think I'm not going to get that big of a pushback on. You, you, Paul, you said the thing about the existential crisis for, for humans. Um, obviously, I don't want suffering, but I like this idea of of the human race furthering itself forever. Um, it doesn't like I don't I don't feel the need for that. Now, I don't want people to I don't want to go, you know, genocide the humanity. But like if every single person on Earth, for example, decided tomorrow I don't want to have kids and we just died off over the next 50 years. Naturally I'd have zero hesitancy in that statement. So this idea of, of, so that's one thing that is always like, whether it comes to climate change or whatever else, it's like, I don't want people to suffer. That's the problem with those, those endings for us. But ultimately I don't give a fuck about humanity living on. We are the virus as far as I'm concerned. I'm with you there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But what if you person, but let's personalize that. If the AI is in 20 years, do you want the AI to kill Logan against well, his said. will because people, it wants to survive? I don't want but not, not suffer, yeah. not Good suffer, point. just quietly yeah. killed. Goes to sleep one day, doesn't wake up because it released carbon monoxide into the house. So he just sleeps and never gets up. That's yeah, a very no, good point. No, I don't want that. But, but my, my point, so that's the first Or Logan thing. wants to have kids and the AI decides we all need to be sterile, not have kids. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 my point on that was more along the lines of if we can prevent the suffering part, I don't care that much about the humanity living on part. But then okay. the second part, the second thing I wanted to get to, which I guess neither of the, my answers address the issue at hand completely, but they are adjacent. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, um, it, it is that with this with with chat gpt with what i've been seeing of these ais that are currently in existence they're not addressing the issues that if we're going to have ai i want ai to to handle so to me the idea that we have ai trying to come up with art is ridiculous whereas if we had ai working machines that would help you know let's i the best job i can think of is coal mining which i realize coal mining is not really that valid of a job anymore but let's say something equivalent in danger and scope you want to send rutger hauer out to the asteroid belt to mine the asteroid belt by the Tannhausen gate is that what you're saying yes like i want uh, i feel i feel like i lost some of my nerd credential because i don't well, i don't get that reference blade runner right that's blade runner Oh, I've never been a big Blade Runner guy. So, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. That's yeah. But basically, we have artificial people to do the jobs that are too dangerous for people to do. Right. Gotcha. And, and, gotcha. and obviously, humans like, you know, there's some level of risk that we enjoy. But like, there are jobs that are you're risking because it's because of the, the need for it, not because <laughs> nobody's coal mining for the thrill rush. You know, like working in the kitchen at McDonald's. Right. There's a lot yeah. of those jobs. Those jobs, I don't think. Uh, and I don't want to go too socialist on this. I already got yelled at at work today from a few people when I was talking <laughs> about this, but I personally, like we should be, you know, in every utopian thing that we've ever seen, it's, it, it, it there, there should be the jobs that are not necessary for someone to do. They're not rewarding for someone, but they, we need them to be done. Let's have the, the robots do those jobs and the AI do those jobs. And then, you know, like it's very, very, you know, the Green New Deal was going to pay for coal miners to retire two or three years early and people were up in arms. I don't think there's some moral benefit 
to having everybody work all the time. Now, if jobs need to be done, we need to do them. If but if they if we can slowly build in robots to do the jobs that are not rewarding, then let those people that would do science them. fiction would say that's a bad idea. I mean, I I can go super recent and i won't with yes. spoilers and say last week's mandalorian well i had yeah. this but, thought before that but yeah but to, to not do mandalorian <laughs> i can go more classic wally i mean just go disney wally look what happens to humanity when the computer and the robots do all the work they're, well, I, they're, I think they're that just is, could that's like one of the most if i had to plot the trajectory of mankind it's how the people in that movie are. <laughs> I think is a cannibals. They're cannibals, is what they are. I think. <laughs> I think that there is some legitimacy to that argument, but we're heading that way, and everybody's working all the fucking time. So, like, let's try to figure out. Like, if you were, if you were doing something that's rewarding, not sitting in a chair. There's still going to be people who can like want to work. Like I like the the lifestyle that I want. I enjoy, I would have to work still. Like, Mike, are you against fucking capitalism? Yes. Like, this is America, okay? <laughs> That's what and I was beating I, off to. I'm not going to sit here and listen to you shit on America, okay? Enough. <laughs> no, I, I genuinely just think, like, we've lost the thread as far as, as money, you know, the the idea of any kind of of financials reward system was set up hundreds if not you know thousands of years ago because a job needed to be done and we needed to have some way of people to do it now if we don't need the job to be done now we're just making jobs because you don't deserve money morally you don't deserve you're against money job morally. creation is that what you're saying you think we should have less jobs more <laughs> unemployed i feel people. like we shouldn't be making jobs for the sake of making jobs it's the tail wagging the dog and I think AI or robots are the way to get us there. Now, people are still going to want to do art and be a doctor and potentially govern and all the other, and there's lots of life. There are lots of jobs that people want to do and there should be some benefit to doing something that brings you, but you should be able to also like, you know, if you want to sit on the couch and play PlayStation all day and not do anything, I'm fine with that. But like, you know, and, and you get to have your housing and food and medical taken care of. And we could have that if we started working towards that. And and AI slash robots are the way to get us a lot of the way there. Because a lot of the most menial, shitty jobs that really are only being done because we now have this morality that says, like, you have to work or you're a bad person. It's actually even worse than that morally. Essentially, what we're doing is is like you have half of the country saying, or maybe not half of the country, but like a decent portion and half of our politicians saying, all oh, these illegal immigrants just pouring into our borders. And yeah, you know what those people are doing? They're all doing the, work. the shitty jobs that the white people don't want to fucking do. Right. They're the ones who are working at McDonald's. And like any any time, it, 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 uh, like I remember there was a, I forget what state it was, but they um they basically made I illegal immigrants completely illegal to the point that if you had any working for you or if you even knew about any, you could be arrested. And it was a state where it was largely their economy was based on farming. And so they deported like 
thousands of people and the economy collapsed and they had to they had to quietly repeal this law because it's it's like it's baked into the into our system see my my problem is of of this of of immigrants essentially my, my cynical politics says that the the real power brokers at the top know that's the case but they know that if you get rid of uh immigrant workers prices of houses go up usually because so many construction workers are immigrants and food prices go up horribly and that increases the difference in the haves and the have-nots and so the rich people in charge are perfectly happy with the problems that you just accurately pointed out because they can still afford their shit and it's the rest of us who will suffer and make a bigger difference between rich and poor and i don't think they mind that very much yeah you're absolutely you're absolutely 100 percent right and that's why mike i think you make a good point what i was thinking about as you were making your point was i i don't what okay if ai is going to change our lifestyle in the positive way that you just described which i i I truly i think it's you shouldn't there's just certain basic rights that i think we should all have i don't think you should ever have to worry about am i am i going to have a place to live am i going to be able to feed myself and my family Am I going to go bankrupt because I can't pay my medical bills? These are fucking fundamental human rights in my, in my opinion, anyway. And I'm big on like the whole idea of a four day work week. It's like, we, we don't, uh, this is from a horrible source. I don't want to say who said this, but it's still a great quote. Um, Kill the Jews. (laughs) <laughs> no, not, not that one. I'm just—I was just guessing. Matthew, Matthew hates Jewish people, Paul. That's like a running, running theme of the show. Yeah. A lot of anti-Semitism on the show. Yeah, it's a, you know, hey, I understand, guys. It's you know, I, I get it. You know, we all have our cross to bear. After that Kanye interview you guys did, I understand that you know you changed your views, but uh, uh, he prefers yay. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm, I, I apologize, yay. I apologize, yay. Uh, you're just batshit crazy. I'm sorry, but <laughs> but uh, um, you know, I think uh, okay. So the quote I was going to say was, "Most men live their lives in a state of quiet desperation." Desperation. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Who's the quote from? I've heard uh, it, but uh, do you know who it's from? I can tell by the look on your smile. Go ahead. Okay, so. I forget the original author. It's like Rose something, uh, but where I heard it repeated and was was Joe Rogan said it. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, did you know that's where I was going with that, or did you know the original source? Oh, it's it's Thoreau. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Henry Henry yeah. David Thoreau, whose best yeah, friend yeah. was Henry David Catch. They used to play yep. back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, um, I just like uh, a terrible joke. I, <laughs> I, I had it as a greeting card. I had a greeting card once. It said Henry David Thoreau, and he was like like this, you know, with his arm outstretched. And you opened it up, and there was a picture from catching a ball, and it said Henry David Catch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but just to just to finish finish up my point there, it's like um, people. Sh- I, I I get that, and it, it's there's more to life than work. I love the idea of a four-day work week, and you know you shouldn't have to work to live. We only have so much time on this planet, 
And how many, how, how much of us, how many of us are just, have just wasted just so much precious time doing these awful fucking jobs that we hate. Yeah. And, and it's, and the reason I'm skeptical about AI mitigating that is that ultimately it's going to be the elites in power that Matthew alluded to that are probably going to be the first to really control it on a wide scale. And they're not going to be any more altruistic with that than they have with anything else. Absolutely. These fucking pigs don't do anything right unless they're forced to. Yeah. No, I, and I agree so, with that point. I'm just saying like, from me, the the future that we've kind of uh, dream, dreamt of for a long time in sci-fi and has is kind of potentially coming, or, or we we're actually going to have the technology to make it happen. And I don't think we're going to, but I think that like yeah. that that's where I want it to go. If it's if so, we're I think gonna have it. I think what you're missing is it's not a technology issue. Because I'm mean, like, you want the you want the the Federation and Star Trek their life, not the rest of the universe, because yes. they still have Latinum and everything. But you know, they've said numerous times, oh, we don't do money anymore. You know, we improve ourselves, improve our minds, we do what we're passionate about, blah, 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 blah. That's the that's the the utopia that you'd want, and that's great. But that is a societal shift. Like we have the technology to do ninety percent of that. Like, you know, we we don't need AI. We with just programmable robots, we can do most of the things that we currently do manual labor with sure. because as a society, we're not ready to say, let's stop being capitalists and actually support each other and be a, a, a society where everybody's basic needs are met. That's a, obviously not what half our country wants, half our voting country at least wants. Yeah, That's such a great point because literally when Mike was saying that, I was going to say, um, essentially Star Trek is really one of the only few views of humanity's future in science fiction that's positive most of it well what about what about in the time machine with the uh what are the people the The eloy the ones that fucking yeah things are wonderful when you're eloy unless a morlock catches you (laughs) yeah that's the problem is we're the morlocks uh and 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 i think you make a great point matthew just by bringing up star trek it, because it, it, it was a social change, really, that ushered in that, that the Federation in that, that era. And, I'm and not, part of the change was a giant nuclear, you know, global nuclear war that wiped out most of humanity so that the small people that were left yeah. had to live a little more communistically to be together. And then the Vulcans came and led us out of it. We needed an advanced species from outer space to lead us into a better society. That's my point. I haven't That's watched not. much Star Trek, but it sounds like some woke propaganda to me. Oh, okay, Star Trek First Contact is the wokest. awesome. That is, mm-hmm. that is one of the best Star Trek movies. Oh, that was... By, um, Cochrane Day was like last week, by the way, Paul. You know, was the, it? The, the anniversary of First Contact <laughs> was like Cochran. last week. Yeah, <laughs> Zephyr Cochrane Day was last week. I know because my wife posted on Facebook about it because she keeps track of that kind of thing. The great Zephyr. She was like, 60 years in our future, we're going to make first contact with the Vulcans. Do you know Tom Cruise? Uh, Tom Tom Hanks almost played him. As as um, young Cochran? Or the no, it's like he was going to be in first con- contact. <laughs> Sorry, I was kind of joking. He wasn't alive in the first episode because Cochran was in an original series episode. Oh, but, I didn't know that. But I've been he wouldn't him. have been alive then. 
Oh, I haven't seen much of the original. Where, where does he appear in the original series? Oh, they find him. Enterprise finds him living on an asteroid, you know, hundreds of years after he should have been dead with a, a, a it's an episode called The Companion. And The Companion is this alien life form that's been keeping him alive. And he ah. thinks it's just altruistic. And it turns out it's in love with him. And they have a woman on board who's gorgeous, but dying of a rare disease. And The Companion ends up taking her body. So they can live together, but it loses its power. So no longer keep them alive forever, but they can grow old together and die together. Ah, but, that's but yeah, but like he's been living on an asteroid for 200 or 300 years, whatever, until Star Trek time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's cool. Yeah. So uh, the movie version was a, a, a you know, a, a new twist. Well, I mean, yes, the movie version yeah. takes place before that happened. So it's still like, can be in his future that one day he'll end up on that, on that asteroid. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing in the movie that necessarily contradicts that. Yeah. Not at all. Um, but you know, like, I, I I think the social change wouldn't necessarily be the fact that he was able to develop light speed. The social change is that they made contact with an alien yeah. species because like with AI, it's, it's moving too slowly and too incrementally to have a dramatic change on people's behavior. Um, so even when we get to the point where it's, it's, like insanely different from what we experience now it's like it's like the frog in 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 water that's slowly boiling you know it wouldn't it wouldn't be this flashpoint event of where we all go oh holy shit we got to come together as a species uh in the same way like say alien contact would would have for us in the science fiction version of like terminator where you know skynet goes live and the war starts you can point a picture but in any other more reasonable scenario the technology gets better and better becomes more and more ingrained at some point there's actual ai that's actually intelligent not just simulating conversation well and do we even know when that happens that'd be the question like will we even be aware that it's happened because if ai gets better and better well you can't tell if it's it's sent you know without looking at the code you know without it yeah what what tests would we even give it because you know the um, current tests don't work anymore. You know, we... Yeah. To this yeah. point, I want to just say, I think that's a huge part of our problem that not just with AI, but in general, and we're seeing that in a more clear way with, with climate change right now, um, where you're, there's this thing that we've been worried about coming and people have been talking about it and it's here, you know, fully to well, more so than AI, mm-hmm. obviously. And, and like, I, and I've told this story, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I've told it a bunch of times where, you know, there was a year and a half ago, there was a hurricane in, in Houston and it rained a month's worth of rain in like under 24 hours. And I was in Houston less than a week later at a conference and someone was saying something about all this uh, climate change bullshit. And I was like, we're in a city that like literally got one month's worth of rain in 24 <laughs> hours, less than a week ago. What the fuck are you talking about? Then I was in a, a month later, I was in a trade show in, in my our conference in Miami. And Miami is going to be the first city gone in America. Yes. To climate change. And people are talking about uh, how New Orleans might beat it, but we'll see. One of the okay, one really? of the well, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's below sea level. So yeah. it's pretty easy but to go. Like, you're sitting in a place that will not exist in 15 years, very potentially, if not likely. And you're just going, there's no forest in these trees. What are you talking about? And I feel like that's kind of, it kind of 
well, as soon as you started saying that, Paul, about we're not gonna we're gonna be too incremental for it to change people's behaviors, that's immediately what my brain jumped to is like, oh, you're absolutely right. Just just like how if if all of a sudden lightning lightning struck uh somebody in front of a climate change denier while they were standing in the middle of a blizzard, they would be like, I don't know, it doesn't seem that weird to me. And and you'd be like, no, it's it's a it's the end fucking times. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, yeah. And um, you, uh, this is something I was going to get to because I think I think it is connected to AI and and how and how it will affect the world and how we'll use it. Um, besides AI, I, I said earlier in the podcast that I thought AI was was probably the greatest existential threat to humanity in the 21st century to me a very very close second is climate change and i've been singing this song for over 20 years where i'm like what what the fuck don't you people get it's like every time there's like a new report from the best scientists in the world saying we're fucked we're fucked we're fucked. And then the next report is, you thought that was bad? It's even worse than we thought. Jesus Christ. And then the next one is, we're all going to fucking die. Oh, my God. You know, and and it's, it's, it, it's, it just shows you how fucking stupid people are. It's, and it's, I used to think, well, you know what's going to happen? Is there's going to be some cataclysmic climate event that'll, that'll fucking wake people up. But now it's like we have cataclysmic climate climate uh, change related events all the time, and yeah. people still don't fucking react to it, and uh, and that's what's going to happen. And it's like COVID, it, it, like COVID was really what put the fear of God in me about AI and climate. Change. Because they were putting the AI nanites into your body with the vaccine. Exactly. Exactly. Those those vaccines, that's the way they were doing. That's why I didn't take the vaccine, because the nanites. Exactly, Matthew. You got a good head in your shoulders there, my friend. Because uh, <laughs> I can access the internet with with my nanites. Yeah, they, there you go. Uh, it's It's like you have literally millions of people die, dying from a disease that shut down the world. And That's, you believe that? <laughs> and bingo. There's yeah. somebody and, and people like Biden is lying about the disease that started when Trump was president and affected the entire planet. Oh like, my what? God. It's like it's and people are just so the problem is people don't have intellectual curiosity at all. Yeah. And and when and and it's like and I've talked to people who have really stupid opinions, and uh, I, you're I, talking I, to us right now, buddy. <laughs> I, it's like, but you know, like if I talk to somebody that has a completely different point of view than me, I'm I, I, I'm I'm less inclined to get in an argument with them than I am to try to understand why they have that point of view because I don't want to completely give up on the idea that we can be saved and the only way that's that's going to happen is if we sort of everyone gets on the same page and and the conclusion that i've come to is just people are just incredibly ignorant they they don't uh and i it's very much tied to i remember when i was in college uh 
so this is over 20 years ago. I was taking a class. Uh, it's called um, about technology and uh, and uh, how it will affect us in a socioeconomic uh, way. And we watched a documentary called Growing Up Online. And this is right at the advent of when uh, kids would be coming home and doing uh, using IM. And it was really this. This is probably like 2002, 2003. I'm talking about. No, no, no. It had to be probably like 2004 because 2003 is when we graduated high school. Um, and my, just, 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 just level set. My youngest child was born in 2002. I'm just saying. <laughs> my youngest you, you child. You know, Matthew, you look great. You Thank know, you. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> I wouldn't have, and I don't. I'm not just throwing that out there. Uh, but, and I, I remember thinking, like, I'm like, man, it's gonna be really interesting to see it in like 20 years, like how we're going to have a whole generation of this fundamentally different experience of being socialized. And now we are seeing that. And it's like, you, I, I, I think iPhones and the advent of social media and all the technologies that's connected to, we just, it, it's like the prime directive in Star Trek. You don't give a fucking technology to a species that isn't ready for it. You don't expose a culture to advanced yeah. technology that's not ready for it. We were not right. ready for this technology. Did we just I lose think, Mike? <laughs> I think we did. He jumped up and was looking at stuff, then he vanished. That's not good. Yeah. Um, and I was gonna, I was gonna about to use him as a prop. I was gonna say I want to quote half of his favorite quote. Maybe you know the quote. Half of his favorite um, philosopher, and let him do the other half. I was going to say that when you were talking about trying to engage with other people, but because you, you want to believe that there's a chance to bring them around, all I could think about was a quote from um, Mike's favorite philosopher. So I'm going to do the first half of the quote and see if Mike does the second half. And I'm, I think he probably knows what it is now because he's smirking. I know who suspects. you're talking about. I don't know which, okay. what the quote is yet. So I was going to say, um, think about how dumb the average person you meet is. And then realize that half of them are dumber than that. <laughs> exactly. It's George Carlin. Two words have never been spoken. Yeah. George Carlin is one of the great modern prophets in mm -hmm. so many ways. He did yeah. know what he was talking about. Yeah. And he was a big advocate for a lot of the stuff we're talking about here of, yeah. of just like basic human dignity and like social justice and the government just fucking people over <laughs> and and using language and 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 manipulation to, to do it yeah like saying we have a homelessness problem no we have a houselessness problem yeah. people have homes <laughs> it's just underneath yeah. rivers and stuff under the bridge they, they need a house is what they need yeah. exactly exactly that's fine you mentioned uh we mentioned we mentioned climate change as one of the, the similar kind of thing that we just refuse to do anything about even though it's on top of us and i was thinking there was that tv show back a long time ago, um, called the newsroom, and there's one clip that goes around a lot in climate circles where it's the the scientist on the news talking about how horrible it's going to be, and they go, "Well, how do we avoid it?" And he goes, "Oh, it's too late. You know, we oh, needed to start yes. ten years ago. It's too late. There's no, <laughs> I'm just telling you what's going to happen at this point." Yeah. <laughs> that's a great scene, like because yeah. they're just like, it's so like we've been reporting on this for 15 years and no one's done anything. Now it's too late. You can't wait until, yeah. yeah. That people so, should look that up. That is a great scene. It's really funny, and it's like they're all looking at each other, like they can't believe how. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> That's the Aaron Done. Sorkin show, right? Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Uh, and and then there's that classic Jeff Daniels speech, I think, in the first episode where he talks about how America, like, isn't the greatest country in the world. But uh, Right. Name, name a way that we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so when, when we get to the end, Mike, and, we, and you say anything you want to plug, um, I got something to plug based on climate change for people to get some more information and maybe a little bit of either hope or hopelessness, one or the other, depending on which episodes. I'm, of I'm, I'm very yeah. uh, interested to hear about that as well. But um, before we move on, ultimately where I was going with that, with um, how both AI and climate have been these incremental changes that ultimately are leading to something dangerous. And I always felt that a dramatic event would shake people out of apathy. And, and I was really shattered of that hope. That hope was shattered with COVID because how much more in your face is, is, is hundreds of thousands of dead Americans, like literally Uh, 1.13 million. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was last being I conservative. Just yeah. you know, and you're, you're, I wasn't, I wasn't. One point one three million Americans, a couple of million other people on top yeah, of that. And, ex- yeah, exactly. And it's like if if we can't get a consensus on something like that, mm-hmm. how the fuck are we going to get a consensus on climate change yeah. or AI? Well, even in climate change, when Hurricane Sandy hit New York and flooded New York, like you know, hurricanes don't hit New York City. You know, three weeks ago in San Diego was under snowstorms it's 70 degrees in san diego they don't have snowstorms you know yeah watching it happen we know um the hoover dam is almost unable to produce power because the lake is so gone there's a, it's it's like 20 or 30 percent yeah. sure of its really of its thing because the drought has been so long it's it, we are entering a different world and people don't want to see it it's like the don't look up movie was not realistic enough you know? yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> i i am excited uh Something you just said, Paul, it made me excited about when, how does how with both climate change and AI, how are the people that are on the opposite side from us going to make this about race? Because they they do with guns, <laughs> they do with guns because guns is exactly the same thing you just said, where how many fucking school shootings and, and mass shootings have to happen before we do literally anything about it. And the if you ever talk to any gun person and you really drill down enough points, uh, you know, and you, you try to beat the, the assault rifle and all the other things, the thing that they'll come to is, well, those other countries don't have the multiculturalism that we have, and that's why we have so many shootings. I've gotten into that so many times. I'm like, oh, literally anything can be race. I'm curious how climate change and AI can end up being race. Well, climate change already is not 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 the denial part, but yeah. part of the the reason that those in charge don't care is because it's sure. usually um, impoverished communities that are most affected. Yeah. You know, your your rich person's beach house, yes, but well, like when New Orleans floods, it's not the rich people with the mansion on the hill that are going to lose their houses. It, yeah, well, Herschel Walker is probably the closest to a racial. Uh, like explanation for it that we've gotten because China, <laughs> China is sending over their dirty air and they're taking our clean right. Air. Yeah, I was like watching this. I remember How when the... he was running. I was like, "Is this a dream? Did I get hit in the head? What the no, fuck is going on?" 
it was it was it's fucking madness uh but yeah it's um you know oh fuck i I lost my train of thought but one thing i was gonna was gonna say is uh like something that i'm i'm concerned with is uh you know i was born on cape cod i don't know if you guys uh the potato chip yes exactly i was born in a pile of cape cod potato (laughs) chips my mother I love gave birth those. on there. They yeah, were great. She was able to have a quick snack. To the word potato, stuff. the word potato is a racial slur in Massachusetts. You cannot just say that to us. <laughs> uh, where are, are you, where are you from, Matthew? Uh, a little town um, in New York State. It's um, Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that the one that's um, sort of uh, near Utica? Utica Avenue goes through it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I gotta I gotta look up that place. That sounds that sounds like a fun place. Yeah, from a town called actually my neighborhood is called Canarsie, which if you watch old like nineteen forties gangster movies, they would talk about dumping the bodies in Canarsie or I'll hit you from here to Canarsie because it was like the furthest outskirts outskirts of Brooklyn back in the forties. Brooklyn is actually one of the coolest places to say like, oh, where are you from? Brooklyn. It's a great place to be from, not a great place to be. Yeah, now. <laughs> you know, like, like, oh, where are you from? Hell's Kitchen. Final thoughts with Paul Wright. Okay, yes. <laughs> so, um, when it, what, what, one of the things that disturbs me so much about chat GPT is it's, it, it, it's how easily it can be exploited and, and it's already it's, it's like to me, this has the potential to destroy so many jobs. Well, essentially, any job that involves a human learning something could be like a, a like a lawyer, a teacher, a doctor. No, maybe not a doctor yet, but definitely down the line. But diagnosis, man. Oh, yeah, actually, uh, and, and it's like what's really scary is when you see it's like they can do things like tell a George. Carlin joke in the style of Mitch Hedberg, and then it'll be able to do that. And it's and it's like, uh, how many? How is this a good thing? It's, Paul, do you listen to the Probably Science podcast ever? No, no, no. But I, I, so it's a bunch of comedians talking about science articles. But they give they do that exact thing when they were playing with ChatGPT for six months, maybe maybe longer. Yeah, and. They were doing that exact thing, thing write a joke in the style of so-and-so. They, they, they were exactly doing that and saying they weren't funny yet. Like one out of 10 was slightly funny. And they're like, it's only going to get better, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you, you got, you know, you guys can think of other applications as well. But it's just like it's it, it's indistinguishable from what a human could could write. I mean, I'm not. I'm I've been married for for 35 plus years now, so I'm I'm not looking to romance anyone. But suddenly, you can write a love poem or a love letter, you know, or just like you know, for online things like Tinder, you can have or you know, when you're on online, you can just have ChatGPT write everything. You can be yeah. romancing someone completely from an artificial intelligence writing everything. And, and, and be like, quote a- Shakespeare in this, and it yeah. you know, it's like, oh look, I quoted Shakespeare. I'm yeah. Imagine you're a hot dumb guy who 
Like that was what evened the playing field. Was like us uggos got to we have had brains. Like brains and creativity, <laughs> and we got to be funny, and we got to be sweet and charming. Yeah. And the it's basically become Cyrano like, the Bird. I have big dick, and I know how to use it. <laughs> and like now they can be now they can have everything, and that's not fair. And that's why I don't want. I mean, it only lasts for a date or two. It's for the person who realizes, oh wait, when we talk in person, you don't have that, but it gets them that first part yeah it's very true and you know uh it's like the iphone example in theory iphone the iphone should have been ushered in this age of learning and and and, uh and and people you should like a growing sense of how informed uh people are and, and and how intellectually curious people are. Um, you 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 have like a handheld like computer. Um, Access to all the world's accumulated knowledge in your hand at all times, and vaccines are have nanites in them. Yeah, it's fucking madness. I love I love when someone makes the point about I don't want a vaccine because that's how they track you, and it's like you have a fucking iPhone. You posted pocket. that from your yeah, iPhone, and it says fun. where you are when you posted it. Yeah, it's yeah. so it's like people didn't use that right, and they and and it's just been nothing but a blight on our society. And so, what do we think? People are going to use Chat GPT? Well, no, it's it's not. It's just it's bad. It's it's horrifying to me because it's just like it just takes the human out. It, it's so fundamentally human to, to, to just create something like to, 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 to learn about a subject and then put effort into it. And it's just, it's just, you guys know what I'm trying to say. But, but it, it makes you realize how short-sighted science fiction writers have been on AI through all history. Cause it's the classic scene in the movie version of iRobot yes. where Sonny <laughs> is talking to uh, Will the Slapper and Will the sla- Will the Slapper says, "Can a computer write a symphony or paint a a, a masterpiece?" And, can you? And he says, "Can you?" And he's like, "That's not the point." Yeah. But the, but the answer is yes, yes they can. They have to steal the creativity currently from other people to do it, but that's now. I mean, eventually. I mean, we're all a sum of what we've learned. Like nobody is born writing a sonnet. You have to learn language and language skills and and techniques. And uh, yeah, like Google ga 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 with that. We're not, you didn't even do the I have a contaminator. It wasn't even, it was crap. It was like, that was like for no one because the audience (laughs) couldn't see that. So, (laughs) but he's like, no one's born that way. Mike just, like, Mike's not even talking, he's sitting back in his chair. Mike's playing with his nipples, pointing at himself. Me, yeah, yeah, this guy right here, this guy, this this guy right here. But that's when we're really fucked is when the visual component comes in. And it can it can duplicate yeah. any piece of art well, or draw or whatever whatever, and that's the direction it's going in. And the audio is almost there. Yeah, there's a you, podcast that Mike and I listened to that one of the guys was out with COVID, and as a joke, they had the opening spiel done by five different like AI voice things, and none of them were perfect, but some of them were pretty close. Yeah, yeah. I will say the other thing that gets this is. Uh, you know, we've been all five, four or five years ago, we started dealing with deep fakes as an issue. Mm-hmm. And when you start mixing the idea of deep fakes and AI, and as those two technologies get better together, you could, I mean, it's already hard enough that like to, to, 
to convince some people, but you're going to, uh, that, you know, like, oh, yeah. th- this politician did this or Putin did this, you know, like this terrible thing. Yeah, there's always science fiction where they figure out it's a fake, the video, the experts do. Yeah. But what they never deal with is the rest of the world doesn't believe you when you say it's fake, right. though. Right. Yeah. And as you combine those two things, it may get to a point where it's borderline impossible for experts to to say, oh, no, President Biden, I won't be Biden because he won't. But, you know, whoever the next president well, is, President Biden in a jar, didn't say <laughs> didn't say the N word, uh, you know, 95 times in a row. And it's like it was in, un, you know, indistinguishable from reality. Yeah, I mean, and it's already there, though, right? Because they did the videos where they slowed yeah. down Hillary so she looked like she was drunk or stumbling or whatever. Right. And and they pointed out, look, here's the original video. This is fake. And, you know, 30 percent of of the 50 percent on the right, you know, 20 percent said, oh, yeah, it was fake. We were fooled. 30 percent said, I don't believe you. I still believe she was doing that. Yeah. yeah. And, so, you, you know, just um, the thing that I thought was the most destructive and the most dangerous thing to come out of the Trump presidency and the Trump movement is this is that all of a sudden objective truth and facts became up for debate that's extremely fucking dangerous so we're already living in this world where as you both so eloquently put it you know uh, the experts will get it right but the rest of the world isn't going to fucking listen. We were yeah. already dealing with this problem. Now you can you can artificially create something that backs up your fucking nonsense point, and it's just going to make these people who are making the world a worse place. It's going to make it easier for them to do what they're doing, and it's and and, and people are just going to be less informed, and it's just, it's just a shit show. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's it. And that's a good way to wrap up. We we'll wrap up with the final thought is it's a shit show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I think that kind of is perfect. Um, it is the perfect way to kind of sum up the, to, to finish it off. Yeah. Um, so Paul, mm-hmm. why don't you tell our audience real quick about your podcast um, where, where they can, you know, find all your, they can find us. Where, yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so uh, you check out my website, uh, World's Best Media, which is uh, best-media-world.com. Uh, and um, we've got like some interesting stuff up there now. You can see uh, some of the cool trailers and some of my commentary for like Secret Invasion and Into the Spider-Verse. And we got one Star Wars celebration and that kind of thing if you want to check it out. And uh, also on social media, on Twitter, I'm at... Uh, um pj right wbm instagram at world's best media 2017 and just on facebook uh world's best media so a like and a follow helps hugely guys so please give us a check out great yeah and uh like i said at the beginning of the show matthew and i are recording as soon as we're done with this we're going to record an episode with paul of his show uh where we're going to con- we're going to finish our AI discussion and we're going to talk about um, the more, more of the fictional side. Um, and we're going to talk about AI, like what is the best or worst case scenarios with AI as it's presented in science fiction. And we'll obviously give examples. 
So I got my plug of the, I got my plug of the week, plug of the week, man, plug of the week, just to go back to our um, climate change conversation. And, oh yeah. Uh, Paul, if you're into science and tech, you might find this particularly interesting. My brother has a podcast, and it's called The Climate Champions, and you can find it at theclimatechampions.com, um, all one word, The Climate Champions. And he was a VP for a power company in California, and his particular division was at the end, uh, before he retired, looking at new technologies and finding companies doing new ways to do the grid, new ways to do power storage, new ways to save the world from climate change with better technology, and investing in those companies and, and trying to bring them up from small startups to having the capital to do what they needed to do. So he has a billion contacts in the tech world around climate saving technologies. So his podcast is interviews with those people, uh, CEOs and scientists, occasionally politicians, but mostly around, here's a new technology that's coming out with new battery power. Here's a new storage unit. Here's a new way to do the power grid. So really interesting conversations, but all about ways to ultimately mitigate the damage that uh, we're doing in climate change. That sounds awesome. And I'm definitely going to check that out. That's right up my alley. So that's uh, that's really yeah. interesting. I'll, I'll yeah. and he's, he's also got stuff on YouTube. He did a short the other day. It's really interesting. A, a study just came out of Dartmouth University saying that climate change is responsible for more home runs in baseball. <laughs> the temperature being on average warmer makes the air pressure less and easier to hit a home run. Wow, that's crazy. So Aaron Judge will hit a lot of home runs this year, but it's going to destroy the coast at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was awesome, guys. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, thank you. And with that note, we will move on to the next episode.